Hello, Scott. How is it going? Basically, I was telling you before uh, we were rolling that I just had you on because I just wanted to talk to you. Because <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I just, I just want, I just wanted to catch up. But also, I mean, you, uh, you guys do like, you know, are really interesting work. So we could talk about that. But before any of that, before we talk about anything uh, boring and work related, what board games are you playing lately? Because I know you. Uh, are, are in in that realm anything good lately like the the pandemic killed so much of my board gaming like habits because just there's no way mm-hmm. to get together but uh i do i did get, get my gloomhaven group going back up again oh nice nice we're playing that on on saturdays via tabletop simulator and having a grand old time mm. what class do you play i retired a Cragheart, which i wasn't enjoying and now i'm a uh spoiler the, uh, the angry mask Mm, okay okay cool cool i play uh and oh it's been such a long time since i played but uh, an enox uh brute oh, like a just class. a big it's oh it's absolutely my my sensibilities just smash things tank things just that's my jam did you ever finish that campaign <sighs> no so the, the plan is um once things are safe again which uh for me is gonna be pretty soon uh like i so the, it's it's gonna be an interesting thing because it's been about like what over a year since we've played, and also one of the players uh, has since moved away. Um, so it's gonna be this thing where I think I'm gonna bring in a new player. Like it's gonna be me, my wife, and then probably bring in probably bring in a new player and kind of like RP that. Like it's like hey, it's like this group that was together some of the members came back together to finish this job or something like that, you know? Yeah. I, that, I think, and, like, one of the, you know, we're not going to go back to the beginning because we, we got, like, a third of the way through, right? Like, 30 dungeons. That's such, that's, like, way too much to, like, start over. Right. So I kind of am interested to be, like, uh, bring in a friend who doesn't have any, <laughs> um, I because actually we don't really remember what we did either. <laughs> so it's going to be kind of like this, Almost in, uh, you know, in movies where it's like all these adult friends who were childhood friends come back after 30 years and there's a, it's like, you know, like it or something, right? <laughs> and then and it's like, we're going to have to rediscover what, what the hell we were doing in this Gloomhaven campaign. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of going to be like the direction of it. But I, I will say, I think before we even do that, to kind of teach a, teach my friend how to play, are you familiar with Jaws of the Lion? The... I've heard of that and I've been super interested in like checking that out. But um... yeah, it's like a gloom. It's basically it's Gloomhaven where it teaches you how to play, and it's way it uses the book as like the map, which I hear is incredible. Like no setup, just like you flip oh. a page, that's the map. All the things are on there, and you just pl- you put your pieces on the pages of the mat of the big book, which I hear is awesome because i'm the guy who always has to set that shit up in person literally the downside to gloomhaven is the setup like that's <sighs> set up and tear down is a lot <laughs> yes uh so I'm, i think we're gonna probably run through that first and then uh go into back into gloomhaven because i am determined i'm determined to finish it uh, i will not let that game be unfinished because and i have so many other legacy games as well but um to jump into but i gotta at least start the gloomhaven momentum going again before i can even consider doing things like i don't, I don't think you understand scott i have a i have a 
massive pile of games. No, I've seen your massive pile. I'm like, you get you you get new ones for review, and I'm like, oh no, someone got a new game because I know you're a completionist. Those aren't even ones I have to review. Those are ones I'm buying <laughs> like for the for the release when I get to release myself, uh, or not or not even release myself, open my doors. Which uh, I I believe I've said this to you, but you are absolutely. We should absolutely play games together sometime. I know. I know you're a busy man. We have a lot in but, common. It's so crazy. Yeah. We definitely need to play games. Like, um, we'll talk about that afterwards. For me, it's been mainly um, Board Game Arena. I've been playing a lot of Board Game Arena. What is that? Uh, which I'm, It is a website where, unlike Tabletop Simulator, where you're moving stuff around like in the 3D space, Board Game Arena pretty much like runs the game for you. Like... It's all programmed into the interface of like a browser interface. It's free. Everybody like in like if one person has a paid account, which I do, everyone can play all the games. Um, they have stuff as heavy as Terra Mystica and as simple as Yahtzee. Uh, so it's almost like scripted. Like, it's it, like because like tabletop it's scripted. Has, yeah, has it's, a lot of it, scripts you can put in. And the Gloomhaven one's amazing, by the way. But the um, you're, you're basically just automating all that like card shuffling, all that kind of stuff. It's entirely every single game on the website is scripted. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good we should do that sometime yeah. uh as well like because i that's been the the majority like and it's also been nice to play like with people who don't who don't live in my area like i have friends in like i have a very good friend who lives in australia and like you know i have friends in all over the country where we've been able to just sort of meet uh and play these games but they have every time i talk about this i i say i sound like i'm sponsored by them i'm not i wish i was but it's like i think they got like what 200 games and it's a really good selection, and they're adding games like every couple weeks. That's amazing. I, they just added like two new games. Like it, it's, and I played this like on Sunday. <laughs> so since Sunday, they have added two more games. Asmodee just bought them, uh, which is I think a, a pretty telling sign of how big and successful. Because because of pandemic, this site like exploded oh, like in man. popularity because people like me came, and to their credit, like. They weathered. They weathered the the burst. Like the, there were maybe a couple server issues in the beginning, but now it's running like like I have rarely had like any like actual like killed games or anything. Like it it runs really really well. You, I bet a sponsorship could be arranged, man. You should check that out. <laughs> I honestly, it's like I've given them so much free uh, publicity on this podcast because oh god, the listeners like he's talking about this again. Yes, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Uh, like it's either on this or like on other podcasts. I I just I, it's it's such a good website. Like uh, I've only used Tabletop Simulator like once or twice, but this is where I play my games. Have been playing my games for the past year. It's been nice. So like with the uh, while I could and would like to talk about board games for the entire hour. Why don't we just kind of like. Uh, what is your official role? Like, what is your official, like, job title? Why don't you give us, like, uh, for those of you who are, for the listeners who aren't, maybe not aware, like, what is your job title and what are your responsibilities? What do they entail? I am the senior localization producer for RGG Studios at Sega. And it's a really broad title because it's a lot of broad stuff that I have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like... A, the easiest way to explain it is well, I'm responsible for taking the game from Japanese and putting it in English, and by the time and then it ships. But like, there's a lot of things in between that, like, are part of that process, right? right? Like the localization effort, the the voice recording effort, then the the editing effort, the QA effort. Like, I oversee all of that, you know, and it's all done in phases, mm. of course. But it's um, 
it's a massive undertaking to be sure. And it's, it, I don't feel like saying that, well, I just take it, make it English. You just press the button. It doesn't do it a lot of justice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is not just me sucking up to you, but the localization effort on Yakuza is incredible. Like, just the fucking Mahjong guide alone, I'm like, this is incredible. And I feel like, you know, if this were, I don't know, like 10 years before, they're like, cut the Mahjong. Nobody wants to play Mahjong. But I'm like, I want to play Mahjong. (laughs) I don't want any cut material. So it's like, it's thanks to your blood, sweat, and tears that I I get to feel like I know how to play Mahjong in Yakuza 0 and get every Mahjong achievement because I <laughs> I uh, like I adored Yakuza 0 like I, yeah. I I think I told you I 100%ed it yeah right incredible like I, that's yeah. that's not an easy feat a lot of people look at the get to the Mahjong or the Shogi and they're like I'm out <laughs> the Mahjong for me the one that was brutal I forget what it's called you probably maybe you know offhand but it's the it's the one where it's luck based so it's like you have to just draw the right one oh what is it? it's like the sumos no 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 there's like a specific it's like this configuration oh it's no. like one it's like the hardest one yeah it's the hardest yeah. one i forget the name of it but it was so it was it basically boiled down to just oh my god i have the exact things and i have to randomly draw this I don't, you know i want to look it up so um it was comparable to like i 100 of dragon quest 11 um and the uh there's there's like casino shit in that yep where, where it's like oh you literally just have to get a royal, draw a royal flush or you literally have to like uh just roll the jackpot on a, on a slot machine yeah that, they it. had the whole uh it's like a patchy slot um thing just like mm. happening in that game and it's amazing but it's also i couldn't believe what they were asking players to do <laughs> oh, not that I, we're not guilty I of the same it. <laughs> oh man is it maybe it's hanuman hanuman yeah 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 hanuman i think that was the one that was like it's a super high place like 3000 points or something oh it was tough it was tough but i did it i did not do it in the next one cuz i was like i already did that <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to do that i proved to myself i could do it um but yeah so uh the the localization effort in in the games and then and then i will say i've been i've been fortunate enough to uh be in like judgment and uh like uh, uh the new the new yakuza game uh and i will say your scripts are like butter they're like so well written that it's just like a pleasure to like read them like that's not always the case <laughs> in this job i will say like uh sometimes when stuff is like localized or translated there's a there's you know some pretty pretty janky translations that i've had to like maybe record in my in my lifetime um but your guys shit man uh the the love and the natural flow of it is definitely i can i can see it that's super appreciated man you don't get to hear that very often from the actors because you know you come in you do you do the reads the director's like okay bye and then it's just (laughs) like you know you you don't get to like really you don't get to really talk to the actors as much as you'd kind of hope sometimes you know yeah like um it it was it was kind of nice i think the last uh last time in person we like got to see each other uh, we got to have like a little bit of like a lunch. I don't know if you remember this. Right. Like, after like a dragon. Or like, yeah, just, yeah, just like a little bit of like a lunch together. And we talked about Disneyland, which I'll get back. I'll get to that at some point during the podcast. But I remember you were talking about the 
OG music for was it Space Mountain? Oh my god, bring back nighttrack.com. Yeah, so so I was like this guy this guy gets it. This guy we need to yeah, we need to talk some more. Like I with the board games at the Disneyland, it's like there's there's so much crossover here. Um so but before we get into more what I want to indulge in, which is Disneyland and board games, cuz I'm actually also genuinely interested like in like sort of your your career path like what where 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 you started so like how did you get into uh where like the the industry and where like to where you are now like what's the sort of like journey that that was i was 26 i had just completed my english teaching credential and Mm. i wasn't i was not a great english teacher i'm just gonna say that straight (laughs) up like high school kids took it out of me you know like i didn't have didn't Mm. feel like i had the command or the presence necessary to rule over high school kids right and so you know you come out of a teaching credential program and you're poor as hell like you Mm. know because you've paid you've paid been paying for two years of school and on top of that you were working full-time for free so uh it was that summer i'm broke and i'm playing this ps2 game called uh, magna carta um Mm. have you ever heard of that i know of it i think i've I haven't played it, but there's, there's a, a second one too. Yeah, there's right? a sequel that Namco Bandai did, and I and mm. I'm like something because I, I hadn't I hadn't really branched out from like my Final Fantasies and like big AAA JRPGs, and I'm playing this kind of like low end or JRPG, and I'm like this is weirdly translated. I wonder who did this, and I look <laughs> it up, and I'm like it's Atlas, and they're in my mm. backyard, and I'm like I should just go work for them. I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> So I applied as both an editor and a QA tester, and I got the QA tester job, and that was back mm. in 2007. Uh, mm. And the journey over, what is this, almost 15 years now, just becoming more in- ingrained in the localization project process. I did four years at Atlas, worked on Persona, worked on um, a number of different SMT titles, and then mm. then I went to level five as a as sort of a semi-localization producer, worked on... Uh, Nino Kuni and all these little 3DS games from famous Japanese creators, and then I went yeah. to did a marketing stint at Square Enix for about two three two three years, and finally Sega called me. And you know Sega and Atlas are very close, if not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey, we, we're building a team." <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, we're building an elite squad, right? And they're like, "We've got this thing called Yakuza," and at the time, I had no idea what that was or what even was going on mm. with that franchise, and I just thought it was Japanese GTA. And I, I went yeah. over just to be like, yes, I'll just, you know, I, I won't be passionate about this, but I'll just kind of get into it. And then, you know, the day one, they had me this um, stack of yeah. Yakuza games from PS, PS2 and on, you know, and they're like, do this. <laughs> so <laughs> I had beaten, you know, the critical path, mostly like five Yakuza games in three months. And oh, shit. I was like in it. I was like, this is this is not Japanese GTA. This is an incredible series that has been absolutely underappreciated for God knows how many years and just mishandled internally beyond, yeah, you know, yeah. beyond my time. And it's been really, really rewarding and cool to have been at the the kind of the ground floor of Yakuza Zero's resurgence back into the West and being where we are now, where it's like Yakuza like a dragon with God, what is it? Seven, eight languages, five platforms. Like I can't even wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes me really happy to hear, like, because, uh, like, uh, I have a friend, for example, who, like, really was not interested in Yakuza because he has a big distaste for, like, the GTA, like, you know, oh, you're, like, hurting, like, like you know, innocent people, like, and whatever, like, he's just not into that sort of game, like, and I was like, no, 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 you, you can't hurt this, like, no, no, you, that's not 
what this game is about. This game is about you are like the purest man. <laughs> you are the you are the purest, strongest man, and you want to help everybody, but also beat the shit out of thugs. Like you're only beating up bad guys, and and like you're it's kind of like you're like a like a powerless superhero <laughs> just going around and like and I also was like the story's really good. But it has a sense of humor, and I love that balance as well. And then he played Yakuza Zero. He loved it. He he was like, yeah, oh no, okay, you were right. This was exactly like because I, I I think that is what like a lot of people have the perception of it. And I I uh, I'm not super familiar with how the original PS2 game was marketed, but uh, it kind of felt like that's, that's how they exactly were. That's exactly what the they were going for. They're just like, yeah, we're the Japanese yeah. GTA, and they leaned into it hard, and that we're still crawling out of that hole, like. I would demo right. Yakuza Zero, and people would come up and be like, "How do I punch the civilians?" I'm like, "You don't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why this, would you want to? This man? might not be the Here game. You would for never you. do you that. Just want to go around punching civilians. Exactly. Uh, like, so it's great to see that, like, because uh, it was always a series that I was like interested in, and then, uh, but it was like, I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person where it's like, oh, but the first two are PS2 and in English, but the three and four and onward are in different the Japanese, and it's like. Where do I start? Like, I always want to start at the start. And then Yakuza 0 and then the remakes. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Right. Thank you. Totally like, got it all this in one is place. exactly, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted, like, a, like, like I still need to play, uh, I haven't played the second one yet. Uh, Kiwami 2? Kiwami 2. Oh, yeah. I have all of them. They're literally sitting right here, too. But, like, I think I told you I, uh, I beat Kiwami and the and the night I beat Kiwami, as the credits were rolling, I was told uh, I got the email that I was going to be in uh, Like a Dragon. <laughs> Did I tell you this? <laughs> yeah, like I was like, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's, it's 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 destiny. Um, so like, uh, yeah, I, I I still have yet to play Kiwami too, because for me, um, uh, as I've kind of detailed before, like if I play a game like that, I go hard. Like right now, I'm playing. Hades, and uh, I've been. Did you have you? Did you get into Hades? Yeah. Okay. Did you? How how much did you play? To the end. End. I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like a sure. There's like a you know a thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you get all the achievements? No, I I can't I can't handle. I guess I guess once you start to do, did you get to the limiters? Those things that like uh make it harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pack the punishment. Yes, I can't handle those. I'm like, oh, this is too hard. Ah, <laughs> I see. So I've been playing. I think I started maybe two weeks ago. I've locked it in about 75 hours, and I have 40, 43 of 49 achievements unlocked. Holy so I have moly. six left, dude. You're uh, that, that that's just that's the thing. It's like I can't let myself play a game like that unless I'm like I'm really like you know what. I'm going to do it. Like, I have some time, and I have... Because if... Like, for Kiwami 2, like... In fact, a friend and I are like, we should play around the same time. And, like... So that we can, like, talk about it and play kind of, like, in tandem. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, which we which we also kind of did with Hades. But, like... Uh, once I play... Once I crack open that, that Pringles can of Kiwami 2, it's going to be... Oh. Oh, that's all I'm going to be doing. Like, goodbye social... Socialization. Goodbye, like... Goodbye sleep. Like, I'm usually pretty good about sleep. And it's like, mm, 
How about some more Hades runs? How about some Hades runs? Uh, that that that's that's exactly like my if for me it's either short little indie games like I've been really I really enjoyed like I don't know if you're familiar with like Tacoma or Her Story or those are some games I played recently that are like one or two hours and they're really good just really good storytelling. It's either I like bite sized games or here's a just a giant feast and you can get everything and do everything. Uh, and it's going to consume your life for the next hundred hours. You're absolutely right to space those kinds of games out. Then, <laughs> yes, uh, but I don't know. I like now as we're talking about Yakuza, and I'm literally looking at my copy of Kiwami Two here. I'm like, oh, maybe it's time. Maybe it's, it's calling. Time. We'll see. <laughs> I, it's, it's calling my name, and I have the remastered collection right underneath it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's tempting. <laughs> so now. So you, since you were playing Magna Carta, obviously you're a big fucking nerd too. So <laughs> massive, massive nerd. So, so I would like to know: uh, Is it only video games, or are you into anime uh, as well, or like what? Where? Where? What are the? What's like the spectrum of your nerdy interests? Video games, I, mean, I like board the, games, obviously. Yeah, video games video and board games. games are like the the, the jam for me, but. Um, I'll watch like the occasional anime where someone will be like, this is really good. You need to watch this. And like, I have a whole list mm. of anime that people have told me is really good and I need to watch that, um, sure. you know, like Phoenix, right? Like uh, we got absolutely consumed by that anime. My wife bought randomly like mm. princess jellyfish. And I'm like, this is actually pretty oh, good. That one's great. Yeah. <laughs> or like, we'll catch a random, um, like I think the last one I watched was your name. And I'm like, this is incredible and sad mm. and amazing. You know, just yeah. like, so it's like my anime watching is super inter- intermittent, but when I do watch it, I try to make it like count, if that, if that if mm. makes sense. No, yeah, sure. And so, but so it's more like JRPGs are like where you get into like the, because I mean, again, Magna Carta. Like, yeah, right, that, right. That, yeah, JRPGs that are my, to me my that bread, that's the bread and butter. Mm, like every, fi- every Final Fantasy ever known to man I've done and, you know, uh, mm. Persona and... Valkyria Chronicles here like I just I do them all <laughs> oh yeah yeah well Valkyria Chronicles oh I love Valkyria Chronicles uh what is your favorite Final Fantasy game uh six naturally mm. I, that was that's you know like the, the one that was the most formative for me because that was I think it landed when I was in middle school and you're just like oh my god they're talking about like death and like yeah the themes are, are incredible and just all these different characters with all their own motivations and abilities and that just i mean i i've beaten six probably 20 times damn that's a glaring blind spot for me i've never played it i need to i know but i i've played in the final fantasy lineup i've played or beaten anyway one two four seven nine ten ten two twelve thirteen that's admirable those are what i've that's those that's those are some titles I had three on my phone, and I got really far, and then, then there was this horrible dungeon, and I haven't gone back to it. I should at some point. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but there's a there's a dungeon that has like no save points, and it's like really really long. Right. Uh, and I and I got really far, and then I died. And I was like, I'm gonna put this away. Uh, I don't tell too many people this, but I'm playing Final Fantasy XI right now, like the mm, old the old okay. MMO, and it's it's basically now like this ghost town, and it's like a single player game that you can just like do all the things that I used to be able to do when I played it back as an MMO, like solo, because you yeah. can summon party members that just act as AI. And it's incredible oh. to just go through this. It's like 
it's like reliving part of my past because I was, I just, that was my, my, my first MMO. I got sucked into it, spent like six months of actual life, like playing the <laughs> game and yeah. just, just reliving it now as like a casual, but also just like exploring it is surreal. <laughs> That's cool. So it's, I, I didn't know it was still up. Are there other players? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are, but like, is it like, like how many other players do you see like when you play like a regular run of it? I'm not playing on like the crowded server, which is there's like one server that all the people are like, this is the server to play on because this is where the people mm. are. But I'm playing on this random, I'm playing on this random server and there's still probably like 200 people logged in at any given time. So if you're in like one of the main city hubs, there's people and you're like, wow, mm. there's just all these high level players just running around like still actively participating in this game. But then if you go off into like some of the, the earlier like levels and, or dungeons and such, like you're the only one there. You can go find the the NMs that people used to camp and, you know, mm. grab with their bots because it was so, you know, lucrative to, to get them. You can just grab that NM now and like kill it. And it's so rewarding. <laughs> Interesting. And is the game still being updated? Yeah. They, they do little updates on like the login Whoa. bonuses and things like that. They, they, um, they, they do treat it like it's essentially like a legacy product, but it's not abandoned. That's so interesting. Okay. I mean, I assume you play 14 then as well? Or yes. What? Yes. Mm. I, try, I put that one down between patches mostly because I just, I'm so terrible at all the raids. Like I go in and I'm like people, <laughs> the, the meme is like the lol dragoon and that's absolutely me. The floor tank, just dead 90% of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I I have friends who are obviously very into uh, uh, fourteen. I I feel like I can't let myself get into MMOs because you see how I am with single player. Games. Yeah, you, that's like, dangerous, bro. Yeah, yeah. Even something like Monster Hunter, I'm like, oh. I hear about like all the oh, you can like level up all these, and I'm like, <laughs> that's so, the Monster Hunter is like kind of like the the poster child for where games are trying to go with this like games as a service these games that never truly end kind of deal and then you know you just hop onto the next one when they update but it's like i get the absolute push to try to keep players involved in your game but boy you're you can only handle so many of those and before you just have to start picking and choosing you know yeah pretty much pretty much and then for me it's like uh well you know what instead of mmos i'll just spend all my money on board games instead. <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, hey i get to see people in person well i thought anyway but <laughs> for the past year uh not so much but um it'll be it'll be nice to get that going again totally uh so um go, uh, what is your favorite video game is it Final Fantasy VI or, or what? Yeah, I think that's probably Just... like the the one that stands out to me as being like the fave. What are some of your other favorites? Uh, Super Castlevania IV. Like most of the stuff that's like my favorites. Favorites are come from like that uh, that era of like Super Nintendo. Just mm -hmm. being comfortable in my room playing games. I used to come home and play Castlevania IV before I did my homework. And my mm -hmm. rule was, if I died, I had to do my homework. And <laughs> I got to the point where I could beat that game in one life. <laughs> You're like, I just don't. I just don't want it. Let me. I'm like, I gotta. That, that adds a. I love that level of like attention of like you can't die, you can't die because otherwise you have to stop. Oh, that's great. I love. I love hearing stories like that. Did you have any any other titles uh, that like spring to mind? The Metal Gear series. Um, mm. Oh man, yeah. There's just a, there's. 
you know if someone's asking like what you could think of like 10 million different favorite games but when someone's like what's your favorite game you're just like there's like a lot <laughs> there's a, a lot of them uh, i promise you i play them <laughs> now uh, i uh, like to give uh, the guests an opportunity uh if you would like to is there a topic that you would like to bring up or a question for me or anything like that uh if not don't worry about it uh, no i mean um uh, there's there's some sungwanisms i'm curious about like sure like when you you know you make those all those videos of like you trying like 20 different flavors of things right <laughs> yes what is it like when you go to the store <laughs> and you you come you come into this cashier with like 20 bags of cheetos so it, when i when i first did those it, that was pre-pandemic so yeah i would go into the store and do it and the you know usually honestly like they wouldn't bat an eye wow like they would just i think they were just like whatever like either they knew what i was trying to do which is like oh he's probably throwing some kind of party where they try all the things it's like <laughs> a party of one baby <laughs> a party of one and it ends in misery usually half the time but uh uh lately it's been inst- it's just like been an instacart thing so like ah. which has made things much easier uh just you just go on the site and just click the things and and then naturally sometimes they just don't can't find every single thing so you don't get everything but you still get pretty much most of it once it's like fine to go back in stores regularly i'll i it's gonna be an interesting like do i go back in like because there is something you kind of miss out because with instacart you basically have to pick one store but i know from experience that like for example this store will have some that the other store doesn't have even if it's one or two like variations 100 it's like oh. yeah if you want 100 percent it it's like you kind of have to do at least two stores. So we'll see. I, 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 there is the convenience of like just bam, it's at your doorstep. Here's all these uh, fucking uh, terrible LaCroix that you have to drink for the next. <laughs> the, what's the, the, what's next, the, uh, the LaCroix joke? Is like the ghost of fruit that kissed it. It's the ghost. Of, yeah, yeah. Like it's like you're whispering a fruit in the other room, like that sort of thing. I'm drinking one right now. We are. On our last box, because I've said this on the podcast before, uh, we don't waste any of the food. Um, it's None of it gets thrown away. It is either eaten or given away. Uh, it is... I, I, I would not make these videos if we just, like, threw that shit out. Like, that, to me, is... Uh, I'm a very big, like, don't waste food, like, that sort of thing. That's right. So, with LaCroix, though, <laughs> um, and with... Because usually what's been nice is, in the past... I, I, I usually have, like, have guests over for, like, board games. So it's like, hey, here's a bunch of snacks. Just eat whatever snacks you want. You want to take some home with you. But that hasn't been a thing <laughs> during this. So it's it's gone to, like, fuck, we have to drink this LaCroix. And Anne-Marie, my wife, likes LaCroix fine. I have just grown to go, okay, just, it's like water. It's just perfume water. Just drink it. <laughs> just drink it. So I'm drinking one right now. I'm drinking... Watermelon, which I don't like at all, but I'm drinking it. Uh, I just drink it with every meal. I just drink it. <laughs> I drink it. I drink it. I drink it. The I suffering. cannot wait. It's but we are. I think we only have a couple cans left, and then because that's when I do the next video. It's like okay, the, the all of the previous one of the food is gone. Okay, now I will buy the next one. <laughs> Otherwise, it would also just be too much like space, right? Like having just all these bags and shit everywhere. It's like, okay, you get through all of it, then you bring in the next one, which the next one will be a relief. Uh, thank God. But, oh, boy. 
Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the process of, of those videos. Um, are you a LaCroix, LaCroix fan? We're more of a Perrier family around here. Mm, okay, okay. I should maybe do like one where I, I like try all the different sparkling waters or something. Like that could be kind of an interesting like a, a ranking of, <laughs> of those. Um, I'm just not a sparkling water person at all. Like I didn't I really heard... used to be either, and like just yeah, but some like sometimes like someone I didn't. This is this is embarrassing to admit, but I was at like a fancy restaurant and I I ordered water and they're like, still, and I'm like, <laughs> what's the what's the alternative? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what what yeah. you know I think I must have somehow ordered the sparkling and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was just sparkling water <laughs> and like because of that experience I've I've now like associated sparkling water with fancy. <laughs> mm, yes, I, I would have the the, the sparkling water, <laughs> like diamonds. Uh, that's that's funny. Like I I associate it with metal taste and bad. Uh, that's what I associate it with. Um, there's there's one variety that's I feel like wait, does this one even count? It's more. It's not even like sparkling water. What's the? Is it crystal something like? What the hell? Crystal light? Like, that's this? that's lemonade, right? No, no, not crystal light. It's, uh... Maybe it's not called crystal... It, it's the one... They're like, they're, like, tall bottles. They come... They're, like, zero sugar, like... Like, carbonated... They're not juice. Are you talking about the ice? Ice? Yeah, ice. What are they called? Ice? They're just ice. And I drink those, like, religiously. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes! Ice! Yeah, spark... Uh... But that's not sparkling water, right? That's more. What those is that? have flavors. Is that... Those those have legit flavor in them. It's it's almost. Yeah, those like, are great. Yeah, it's almost like a diet soda without the diet soda taste. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I love when they have flavor. Uh, <laughs> you know, like if if they have something to enjoy, uh, like. So, because I I had grown up, you know, every now and then drinking one of those and be like, oh yeah, like. These are these are great. Like they they taste really good, and there's you know even though there's like no sugar, and then uh, I, I I remember I was at like a, um, I think a friend's or something, and they were like, oh man, have you had Lacroix? It's great. I was like, oh boy, yeah. And you look at the can, and it looks so colorful and fun. You're like, oh, I bet this is gonna taste great. And then you taste it, and it's like, what? What is this? Like, it's just metal, nothing. Metal, just oh boy, so. That was like my first experience with it, and it hasn't really improved much. I was I don't despise it. Like I'm drinking it right now; it's fine. It's perfectly fine. But it's like I kind of would rather just have water. Um, Fair. <laughs> like I like I like water. I, I don't know, but yeah, not to get on my Lacroix uh, soapbox um, now. So uh, during. Um, during the past year, uh, besides, let's say, board games, uh, is, has there been anything else that you've been doing in your free time? <laughs> I've worked so much over the past year. And, ah, yeah. And I imagine it's, like, fucking crazy for you. Yeah, so probably this, not, these games are but... so, they're so, like, back-to-back, a grueling process. But, uh, mm. you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to have hobbies yeah. in a pandemic plus, like, uh, work. Plus work. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Playing, playing video games has been like the only escape from all that. I get the sense, even despite it being very grueling, that you seem, from my perspective, you seem to love your job. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I, the at the end of the day, like the there's so much love and passion for this series and this product. It's, it's absolutely 
drives me to be like make it make the next one better figure out how to do it better figure out the process a little faster you know people are always just like uh you know what's next for you guys what's next for you guys and it, it, <laughs> you can't you can't stay still you know yeah what are your favorite parts of the job like the moments of like oh man this is either maybe like pure fun or just pure satisfaction like what like what are your the the, the favorite aspects of it See, like, this is, is the producer is like, not supposed to be like down into the scripts, like checking stuff. Mm, you know, like we have we have mm-hmm. editors and translators for that who are the people who are supposed to be writing it. But I I have I don't know very high standards and very almost OCD about mm-hmm. it kind of senses sometimes. And I, I don't know that when I go through their work and just start making t- changes and tweaks and things and like that I'm actually making it better so much as making it mine. And that's that's mm-hmm. a, that's what I wrestle with. But when I when I do get to sit and just like localize text, just forget about all the pressures of the budgets and the schedules and the and the the money and all that kind of stuff, and just get to localize a script and bring that to a studio and have an actor read it or you know see it on screen under the character and realize how well it fits and just see the English come to life in any way. That's what I that's what I've always loved about this job. Yeah, it, it, like I mentioned before, it really shows like through through the finished product uh now you know because yakuza uh and judgment like these games have so many like you know scenes of like you know uh tough guys talking uh do you draw uh inspiration from like like are are there any specific source materials like that you like have sort of inspired the dialogue you think Or, or or not just the dialogue but the style of of the writing um Maybe there was at first, but like, you know, for Zero and things like that, where I feel like there was uh, a little bit of Pulp Fiction in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. But the, um, I don't know, over time it's become its own thing. It's become its own, like, ways. I don't know, it's something about, like, the the, the writing style that's just like, well, that's that trademark Yakuza kind of thing, you know? And it's like something that the devs get. It's something that we get, and we're all kind of like the same wavelength and it feels great when that happens when you know they do one of those like ridiculous scenes and we just nail it on our side they nail it on their side and i don't know just something pretty magical about that yeah yeah like it's such there is such a specific sort of tone even to the the way characters talk that is so enjoyable to me like it, it feels natural but it's 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 fun but it's you know uh it's grounded though like there, there's a grounded nature to it that like a lot of i think not a lot of it some some other like localized stuff just doesn't have where other stuff will just feel like too maybe too much mm. you know i think i think you know what i think what makes these games and also the scripts work so well is just that there's always a grounded nature whether it's the main story, whether it's the writing or the dialogue, but uh, you never, I never am like, because I think some people even go to the opposite direction where like, oh, it's just a big joke series, right? Like, it's just, it's just about the, and it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, there is like real emotion and real drama like in these games and like Zero like has like some, some chilling moments, some really chilling stuff, like some, really like uh a friend of mine who like never like is like very rarely cries like yeah that game got me to cry like (laughs) it's like you know stuff like that you know it's 
it's gripping. Like, you know, my, um, if it, uh, you know, my, uh, Anne-Marie, my wife, would just, like, watch me play Zero from time to time. And she would just sit down and because it, it's, like, it just becomes, like, a really gripping show. And then I would play the cabaret game for, like, and she's, like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to take off. Like, all, you know, like... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, I want to be a girl here doing that for like... That was, dude, that, that was in my ears for like three weeks straight, <laughs> just localizing it. <laughs> like, getting to hear that, like, uh, from the bedroom <laughs> as I'm playing, like, the cabaret game, like, uh, for, like, into the dark hours of the night. Uh, oh, man. Fuck, I need to play Kiwami too. Oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe I'll... Cr- Maybe I'll crack it open after uh, um, after Hades. We'll see. We'll see. Oh God! Looking forward to My your thoughts. Productivity. I I'm so excited because like um, I have I have several friends who are like way ahead. Like they've been playing like you know the Yakuza games for a while, and I'm like oh, I'm so I want to be that. It's like I look at this stack and I go I want to have played all of them, and like you know like a dragon comes out, and I'm like oh, I want to play it, but there's like even though it's its own you know it's its own like game i still want to play them in order first like that's That's admirable man that's that's incredible yeah it's it's more just like me just be having the willpower so yeah at some and then and then judgment like even like i i still haven't played judgment like that's also like i'm like okay when do you think like if i'm playing them chrono like not chrono but yeah kiwami two three four five is there like a slot where I should put judgment, or does it not matter at all? Release order. So after six. Okay. Okay. So six judgment, and then like a dragon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because they always they always right. take place in the year that they're set. Oh. Uh, that's... Or the the year that they come out is the year that they're set. That's that's so, that is actually really interesting. I didn't really think about that. Damn, that's cool. I'm I'm literally looking at this cover right now, and I'm like. <laughs> I know this. I this blonde guy. I mean, you don't don't say anything because I don't want to know anything. But he appeared, I think, in Zero. I think. I think he might have appeared in Zero, <laughs> or there might have been a cameo. I remember, and I remember seeing. I was like, this is clearly something that I don't get, but I can't wait to get it one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, this is something. Oh man. Why don't we change gears for a bit? Because uh, it was something I kind of mentioned before Disneyland. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 kind of do a little Disneyland talk. Like with the the park is like starting to reopen, which is so weird. Like I uh, I I've missed it so much. But there's I, I forget. Were you an annual pass holder? Yes. Well, I, yes and no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was as well, and so for me, I'm kind of like waiting for um, when that comes back in some form, because it will, like, there's no doubt about it, they will have something like that. But like, if, it, like, let's say, you know, it's safe, and you get to go ride whatever you want, what are, what's the first ride you do, or first thing you do, it doesn't have to be a ride. The first thing you're doing when you are safely allowed back in the park. So we have tickets, actually. Um, we, my, oh, my wife could not uh, be dissuaded from being like, because that's this was like the, if we get fully vaccinated, we can go. Because she's, she's terrified of shots, honestly. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, she needed some motivation to be able to go through two of them. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Disneyland was, uh, this is, it's more her jam than mine. And, you know, I fully support as best I can. So, you know, there's times that, Disney just kind of Disney as a company gets in my way of 
enjoying Disney as a land. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but the you know, so once we once we are fully vaccinated, we're going. And for me, for me though, that that ride that you were talking about, the the first thing I want to do is always Space Mountain. Space Mountain's my jam. Mm. Do you want to give your spiel about uh, about the music yeah. real quick? For the, for if you don't things? mind. Yeah. If you don't mind. Okay. Yes, so please, please. <laughs> uh, Space Mountain didn't always have a music track, and back in back in like the early early days, it didn't have anything. But they eventually added one, and it was this. Uh, it was by a guy named Dick Dale. He's like a surf legend, a surfing like he's. Uh, a lot of his music actually is going back to Pulp Fiction. He did most of the soundtrack for that. He's if you were mm. if you ever hung around any surfers, you've heard Dick Dale, and he's so it's this it's this like almost like this weird like surfing through space electronic guitar shredding awesome song, right? And mm-hmm. that just made the experience for me. I was like, this is this is the best because <laughs> it's time to the ride. It's got all these like these yeah. you know it's that little drop just that woo and it's just like this guitar goes down like this is shredding and then mm. uh they they close down space mountain for, for refurbishment and they bring they introduce what's called the day track so in the in their in their grand scheme of things they kept the they kept the dick dale track as the night track and then they introduced some new kind of spacey more i guess more thematically appropriate song sure. into the ride yeah. and they're they're doing this thing where they like switch it over at night but I don't think they implemented it very well because it was constantly breaking down when they would switch the music tracks. It was constantly breaking down to begin with. And like, I have, I have, I have no evidence to back up the fact that it was the music track causing this, but you can tell by the time of day that it would break down that it was probably being caused by this like switch over that they were having to do. And so eventually they just, they shit can the night track. And Mm. to this day, almost no one remembers that it exists because all you've got now is the one music track that you hear when you go on space mountain, which was known to me as the day track. And all I want in life. I want like a limited edition. It can be limited. It can be anything. Bring back the night track.com. <laughs> if I could quit my job and just do nothing, I would literally start a grassroots campaign and a website called bring back the night track.com. <laughs> Have you tr- considered or tried like putting it on like a music player, putting headphones on and riding the ride that way. I've, I have absolutely considered that. I just don't know that <laughs> I could time it right, you know, because it's, it's, it has to be, you'd have to know exactly when to press play. And because mm. if you, if you, you just have to do a couple test runs, right? You're you right. You have to ride it you're enough right. times with the headphones. <laughs> See, I think you're just not passionate enough. Oh my God. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think you'd need to have, you know, you could put it, put headphones on and you could write it a hundred times or whatever until you get the timing right. Now I have these noise canceling ones and I might, I might actually have a better shot with that. Ooh. So that would be like a funny project. Uh, like, have you seen that video of, uh, it's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, Barats and Beretta. They were like a comedy duo, um, on YouTube, but there's a video. What is it? I... It's the video is just called "I Went on Splash Mountain Seventeen Times," <laughs> and it's just it, I'll, I'll link it to you. Uh, or no, the it, the video is just uh, this. Like you can literally watch this right now. It's like nine seconds long. <laughs> I put it in the chat, but like just just watch that real quick. <laughs> like that's it uh, for those of, for the listeners. It's uh, a day well spent, uh, Barats and Beretta, um, and it's just him. He he went on Space Mountain seventeen times. Took the photo every time, and then synced the, his mouth movements, quote unquote, with the photos, and just him seeing. I went on Space Mountain seventeen times, and that could be 
you with this project. You could ride Space Mountain. You're right. I don't need Disneyland. I don't need them to do it. I just need to take matters into my own hands. And then it'd be great because it's like you you bring your noise canceling headphones like whenever you go to Disney. And then you just put them on your friend. Don't explain it to your friends. Your friend's like, "What? What, what are you doing?" And you just, you just, you just, you, you, you give them headphones and their own music player. And then you just do a count, a, a countdown, a silent countdown with your fingers, and just press play. And you that that can just be you slowly indoctrinating people and uh, showing them the the experience. Because the way you describe this to me, I want to like like experience because you you showed me the track and i'm like it is a good track and i want to see what it's like riding the ride oh god now i'm just going like what if you took <laughs> like <laughs> took you know they have the youtube footage of like a first person somebody riding the ride what if you took like the video took the audio tried to sync it you could do that <laughs> make, a, make, a, make a fucking make a fucking amv make a music video i'm just like where is the sync point so that when I go there, listen, Scott, I don't know. You seem like a, you're not that passionate about this. You could be doing the research. You're uh, absolutely right. Cause you've got, cause you have so much time on your hands. <laughs> this is what you, this is what you could be doing. So my worry though, my worry though is if they've changed that. so much as a single, like, like shaved a second off the ride somehow with like a, with during any number of its previous refurbishments where, you know, like if you, mm. you know, like, I don't know if the track has changed in the slightest since the days that the, it would eventually unsync, and that would be detrimental. Uh, I, I mean, again, it sounds like a quitter talk to me. <laughs> what you would have to do is you, you would have to uh, go into the composition of the song and remix it slightly at that point, where it would be a seamless transition. Uh, obviously, you're, and then you're absolutely right. The customized. So all I'm all I'm saying, Scott, is you take the original track. Customize, edit down for any like uh, refurbishments they've made and future refurbishments they've made. Then put that. <laughs> then study a a first point person view uh, and find the sync point. Then bring headphone ca- he- noise canceling headphones and the music player with your customized music track and then play at the sync point and then you've got it. I, I don't know work wh- cut out for me, but you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> 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 that's it's just so simple so and it's funny that you say like disneyland isn't as much your jam but that's such a specific thing it's like disneyland has to be kind of your jam i'm like i'm like one of those like marketing we call a lapsed consumer you know like someone who mm. has clearly at one point enjoyed it but can't find the 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 spark any with it anymore you know because <laughs> like i get i get absolutely I love going there with my wife because she's she. This is that's her happy place. She loves being there and seeing her happy yeah. is great. But God, the crowds! It's really it really is just the amount, Oof. the sheer amount of people that brings me down. Mm, I see. That's totally fair. Yeah, uh, the crowds are pretty bad. I'm wondering what it'll be like post pandemic and if they have a new system, if that'll change anything. Um, but I could totally see that now. We're we're almost uh, done here, uh, so cycling kind of back to let's uh, um, Yakuza. This is such a generic question, but are there any like interesting tidbits up during the production of any of the localizations of the games that like stick out to you? Like this was like a like maybe like a weirdly like difficult part to translate that people wouldn't normally think was like difficult or 
something to that effect, or just funny, like you know, and any sort of tidbits of like behind the scenes of like you you guys have no idea, but this one part took forever, <laughs> or or there was a crazy story behind this scene, even though it seems like innocuous, like anything like that. I have a few go tos for this, so people who are watching this and who have like heard me interviewed before are going to be like, oh my god, he's telling this story again. But it's okay. They hear me talk about the same shit every episode. It's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go okay. For so it. in Like a Dragon, uh, there's a part where uh, Kasuga is encounters a um, English speaking uh, tourist mm. who's, who says, uh, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to the station in very like <laughs> tragically kind of broken English? And, yeah. you know, in Japanese, this makes absolute sense because he's like, oh, shit, it's English. I can't I don't know what this guy's saying. <laughs> but when we dubbed right. it. It's like, it's English and English and it's, you know, there's, we had to do something about the fact that it's just like when you're, when you're doing a dub of this, that it's not like, why does Casca suddenly not understand English? And so we did a number of things with this. We made the, we took the tourist and we made him like really over the top, like American tourists, like, excuse me, can you tell me, <laughs> you know, cause when you're a tourist, like the first thing you think is, you know, if I speak slower, they're clearly going to understand me. Exactly. <laughs> Slower and louder. And um so we took that we took it that in that direction. And then for for Casca, um you know, Kate played by KG who did an amazing job. He's like he did he did the whole like oh shit, it's English, but we changed the animation so that he kind of looks to the camera and mm. does this like kind of fourth wall break where he's like we know this is ridiculous and then turns uh-huh. back to the tourist. That's great. <laughs> it's kind of subtle. Like it didn't like I think in some of the the earlier uh, animations that we'd done, it was actually a little bit more pronounced. But at the end of the day, the mm. uh, the joke landed. Like I think people kind of appreciated that we at least made the effort to be like we understand and are leaning into the fact that this is utterly ridiculous. And mm. you know, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's only it's something only Yakuza could get away with. I feel like. Yeah, no, that's really, that's great, because, like, I know that's popped up in other dubs of, like, anime, like, um, or, like, manga, like, I remember in Azumanga Daio, there's, like, a scene where they, like, in, in the original, it's, like, an English speaker, but I think in some variations, they, like, they're, like, oh, we're gonna make it Spanish instead, or we're gonna make it, like, a different That's language. the most classically, like, yeah solution, the localization solution to it is just, we'll just make them French. And, <laughs> you know, right, like, right. but with Yakuza, like, that tourist could very well come back in the next game. And be wearing like a giant yeah. American flag, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, like the localization butterfly effect would never have would bite me in the ass," you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll have to look this up afterwards. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to me uh, the sort of sort of hoops and solutions you have to like jump through uh, in in certain things. And now, uh, I guess one last question is because there's some great like sort of. Uh, either puns or like really funny like there is clearly like uh the localization the localizers had fun with this one line to make it a little more flavorful is there like a one line or a couple like just lines that are very much like you're like dear to your heart in terms of uh you know what you got to write them as (laughs) the uh I don't. I don't take full credit for for much of them because I, I always kind of like so the, the team comes up with things, right? And mm. I can tell when the team's like on the right track or when they're not. And so when something's gonna hit, when something is like good, I'm like yes, you know. And so sometimes they'll come to me with something and be like, "We just called it this." And I'm like, "No, go back. Come with come up with something better. Put your heads together." <laughs> and that's how um, 
Poundmates was born. <laughs> Poundmates. Which in, one is that again? In Like a Dragon, uh, the summons. Uh, mm. You know, in in Japanese, they're called delivery help, which is a pun on mm. delivery health, which is a like a sex service to go. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and you know, the funny part is, it ends up being these like buff dudes coming out and swinging and stupid crabs and whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, and. That pun would be totally lost on the on in the West because if you don't know what delivery health is, then you're, you know, what does delivery help mean, right? So, yeah, um, in the grand tradition of of yakuza and and our our <laughs> riffing off of popular apps, um, you know, we came up with Poundmates and ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fucking great because it's uh oh. it's it becomes like a service that I won't I won't spoil the sub story, but one of the characters believes that this service is going to provide. Uh, sex to go, mm. and it sure, turns up being because sure. it's called pound mates, and here, here comes <laughs> <laughs> someone looking for a pounding. <laughs> oh my god! I I need to. Okay, I, I Kiwami too. It might be. It might be in my future because <laughs> just hearing about like a dragon, it's like, oh man, I want to play it, and I know, and I could, I know, I could just jump to it, but I'm like. Oh, Kiwami 2 is going to be great for you because it's it's the most, I think one of the most like um, connected to Zero that the mm, uh, okay. that the others just aren't, which is, um, you know, something that everyone knows that we'll be forever living in the shadow of Zero. That's just, that's just something we have to accept. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, the perfect game. No, that, and I, I like that you say that because it's like, yeah, the games are still great, but it's like, yeah, we 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 need it. we knocked it out of the park with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this one was the, very much the developers being like, "Hey, we know you like Zero, so here you go." Interesting. Okay, uh, is, is Zero your favorite, or do you have a, a? What's your favorite? I know that's hard to choose from your, you know, they're like your your children, but do you have? A I mean, Zero's Zero's the one Zero? that like started it all for me, so it's always going to be at the top of the pack. But you know, mm-hmm. Kiwami Two is actually the right behind that because it was also kind of like the end of an era where that was the last one that we had that where I didn't have to do fig subtitles and I didn't have to do dual audio and I just got to sit there and like craft mm, and yeah. you know it was like knowing that you know we were going to have to go big from there it was almost like saying goodbye to to what I'd known and so if zero is like the 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 beginning then Kiwami 2 is like the end before like phase two started mm-hmm. and favorite character Majima <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right yeah how could you not right right oh man um well uh thank you thank you man for sitting down this this has been this has been a delight uh, uh where can people find you uh i'm on on twitter uh most most days <laughs> as uh, at trigger red and uh yeah like for those of you who have not played uh the yakuza games or judgment uh absolutely check them out uh they are a goddamn delight but uh what is also as god a goddamn delight was talking to you man thank you no man thank you awesome being able to just i'm glad you have a podcast like just being able to be like i'm an excuse to talk to this person and getting on getting on a podcast and talking to them is incredible what a what a win (laughs) <laughs> it really does feel that way like legitimately it's like oh man oh let's just talk let's just talk because I, I i honestly feel like a lot of this like if i had just like hey let's just you want to just shoot the shit it would have just been this yeah <laughs> which, 100%. yeah yeah so which is what which is what i'm striving for for the vibe of this so uh yeah but thank you again